Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. There might be some in this room that you might be in a, in a space where you feel uh, you're in the middle of something. God is at work, but it's not complete. And I want to want to encourage you today. The word I feel like God wants to put in your spirit to not give up, to not back down, but to go after the fullness of Christ. And whether you've experienced that yet or you're working towards it, I believe that God wants to do a full circle in your life, a full reconciliation, a full partness where you feel the fullness of Christ. So turn with me in your Bible to Colossians chapter one, verse 15. Let's read it together to give some context today. It says, in verse 15, it says, the son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him, everybody say in him. In him, all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible whether thrones of, or power or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him. Everybody say through him and for him. Everybody say for him. Verse 17, he is before all things and in him, all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the might Uh, He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead so that in everything he might have the supremacy. Verse 19, for God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Now verse 21 talks about this space that we're in, uh, verse 15 through 20, is all about this God who put the fullness of Christ in Jesus so that we could be caught up. Now, verse 21 turns the attention to us. And it says, once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. But now, everybody say, but now, Oh man, how am I so thankful that no matter what you got into or came from, there's always a but now in Christ. That when you come to him, he is the one who says, but now. Everybody else might say, well, don't you remember you back in the day? Don't you remember what you got into, who your family is? Don't you remember where you went to school and all this stuff about you? But when God steps in, he says, but now, because it's a coming to the place of fullness in Christ. It says, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. Woo, thank you, Lord. He even takes care of the dirty work for you. Verse 23 says, if you continue in your faith, everybody say continue. Get that word in your spirit because this, this, this is the word that, that God wants to speak over you today is the continue, the continue, keep on, stay on the course, continue in the path to what God has for you. If 
you continue in your faith, established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. This is the gospel that you heard and that you've been proclaimed to every creature under heaven, right, which Paul have become a servant. Now, the first part of this is all about the supremacy of God, the son of God, and how God was pleased. It says God was pleased to put the fullness of Christ in him. Now, he says in here that everything in all creation, everything was created not only through him. So we know that in the beginning, you know, the spirit was hovering over the water. And then you had God, the father speaking the word and the word was Jesus. And so you have three in one, right? In this moment, when God spoke the word into the, spoke the world into existence, spoke light into being, it was Jesus. It was through Jesus because Jesus is the word. Everybody say, the word is good. The word is good. When God spoke the word, everything, you, me, our path, our creativity, our everything we're going after as, as a culture, everything we're going after as a people, everything you're going after in your identity, everything you're chasing is through the word. Now think about that that you were designed, you were created, you were breathed into existence through Jesus. You were created through him. Everything we see in the world is created through him. So the trees, the animals, the planet, everything we're trying to save, we're trying to save the whales, right? We're trying to, global warming, everything came through the word. So when we look outside, there's no greater um, detail and there's no greater um, proof that God is the creator than looking at what was created through the word. I mean, you look at some of the creation is, is weird. We took a trip out to the West Coast and did the national parks. And when you're walking through the national parks, you're seeing creation, you're seeing bugs, you're seeing chipmunks. We saw a bunch of chipmunks. But you're seeing all this creation, these plants and this design that shows there's an artist behind the scenes. There's no way on God's green earth that you can look, oh, someone's here. There's no way that you can look at creation and say there's nothing behind it. And so when you see that, you see everything was created through the word. Now, right now you can smell the incredible things coming out of the kitchen from Chef G up there. And we are so thankful for you, Chef G, for being here today. Can't wait to dig into that food. But we know that when she puts out that plate today, you know there was someone behind that plate. There's too much detail. And for your life, you have to know that you came through the word. And basically what this is saying is that you have to understand that you're not only through the word, but you're for the word. You're for the word. Meaning everything out of your life, everything you go after, everything that you're you're pursuing has to be in this place of reconciliation back to that space where you came out through the word. You came through the word, but you came for the word. The, the, the best way I can describe this is, you know, when you, when, you have a, um, when you have a car, and so when you have a car and you have uh, the engine and everything in the car, and I'm, I'm not a mechanic, okay, so I'm not very mechanical in my talk but I know that there's an engine, you know, there's a hood over the engine, and then there's a bunch of things that go on with the engine. And then there's fuel, 
Now, there's different types of fuel for each vehicle. I learned the really hard way that, you know, you don't put diesel in a gas car because it will destroy the car because there's specific fuel for that vehicle, right? Um, and I knew someone in college, one of my buddies in college, he actually built his engine to, to take fry grease as his motor, like gas. And so he would literally just go to all the hamburger shops and fry shops and be like, yo, can I use your grease? And he would get free gas, so he'd run on that. But there's a specific fuel for this. Now, the fuel by itself does, does nothing. But the fuel combined with that engine is everything. And once the fuel makes that combination and the ignition happens and the engine works properly, then all of a sudden it makes sense why the fuel is there. And I think a lot of us, we have to understand when, when we're coming into our calling, we're coming into our identity in Christ, we're coming into the fullness of Christ, when we get the fuel of who Christ is in us, then all of a sudden everything makes sense. It makes sense why combustion happens inside of you. It makes sense why all the different intricacies of you and your character and personality, everything starts to make sense because the fuel ignites purpose. Now, without gas, without fuel, my car is just a glorified tent, okay? It's a place to stay, maybe a home you could, you could stay in. We joke about this all the time, like, Lachisi, we're going to get you a van. That way you can move around the city and you can just live in the van, you know? And that, but, but really, without fuel, my van is not good for mobility. It's just good to sit. And I fear that a lot of us have, have given up on the, the becoming the fullness of Christ, the not only being created through him, but to be created for him, to pursue that intimacy with Christ where we become one with him, where the fuel gets inside of us and makes everything flow that it makes sense. All of a sudden it clicks. The reconciliation is you becoming one with Christ again. Because you were already one with him when you were created through the word. But it's not just to stay there through the word. Our whole time on earth, the purpose of our being is to be created for the word, to come into fullness of Christ. And that's why God made such a big big deal about making sure the fullness of Christ was in Jesus, was in the word. Isn't it incredible that when God wanted to show us what heaven looked like on earth, he sent his son to set an example. Isn't that incredible? He literally wrapped himself in flesh, sent his son to the world so that we could see a picture, a glimpse of what it looked like. What it looked like to be the fullness of Christ, what it look like to be, uh, be tempted on all sides, but yet be pure? What it look like to flow in the gifts of God with the spirit of God on him? When, when, when Jesus began his public ministry, he was baptized, right? John the Baptist was out baptizing people in water. And he said, there will be a one that I'm preparing the way for. When Jesus comes on the scene, that's the whole reason I'm here. Then when Jesus shows up in the scene, John baptizes him. But when Jesus came out of the water, the dove ascended on him. He showed what a picture of, of being in the fullness of Christ with the spirit alive on his life. And that's what we're designed for. It says, once you were alienated from God, enemies in your mind, uh, because you had evil behavior. But now, I just want to speak to all of us in this room. Wherever you are with Christ, maybe you're, you're on fire and passionate for him. Maybe you're still trying to figure things out and starting a relationship with him. But wherever you are on the spectrum, I want to speak over you today. God wants to put a but now for you. 
Even if you're passionately in love with God, there's still more. There's still more. We'll never be done until we get there. We'll never be done pursuing the perfection of Christ in our lives. To pursue him is to pursue perfection. To pursue Jesus face-to-face is to pursue oneness with Christ. And so it says, present yourself without blemish. This is what Christ wants to do in the church. And I believe that he's doing this all throughout. As I talk to you know, my pastor friends and people in this city who are meeting and gathering together, the, the, the main agenda right now of the church, the main agenda of Christ is to purify his bride. This world is in desperate need of truth and they're in desperate need of genuine power. Genuine power. Not the fake stuff, not, not a good talk, not a feel-good feeling. I mean, those are so fleeting, you know? In a world today where we turn to different things to fill that void, different things to make us feel right in the moment, we're in need of a church that is spotless and without blemish. But now, what does your but now look like? For you today, what does that but now look like going forward? What are some things that you need to put a period on and walk towards Christ? What are some of the negative habits and negative things that maybe we entertain to become away apart from what God has complete, completed in us? We'll look at Philippians 1, 5 through 6, and then we'll come back. In verse 5, it says, because of your partnership in the gospel. Because of your partnership in the gospel. Partnership means you have a part in it. The gospel is what Christ did in you. But notice how he says, your partnership. From the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. The thing I want to point out in this is to highlight the partnership that you have in the reconciliation process. Some of you there, maybe you're just coming to church, you're just coming into the relationship with Christ. You have to understand this. When you come to Christ, there is nothing you can do to earn salvation, right? Nothing you do. You know, if you've been searching for a way to become holy, and there are those out there that preach that, that you have to attain salvation or attain, you know, by good works. And Paul said, Paul said it best. He said uh, that it's the law, it brings death, but the spirit brings life. In other words, the law only points to perfection but the spirit gives power to obtain perfection. It's through Jesus. When we come to Jesus and we we accept him into our life, Jesus paid the price on the cross. There's nothing you can do to earn it. Nothing you can do to earn that love or grace or mercy. But when Jesus washes you, then you are made through him and for him. So you're becoming one with him. So the whole gospel and this is the beauty about the gospel. And this is the scandal about the gospel, that you, you didn't deserve it at all. You didn't deserve it at all. I didn't deserve it at all. And when I came to him, dirty, rotten, nasty, not even about him, he still died for me. He still washed me so that I could be made new in him. And then my partnership with the gospel, this is, this is our time. This is the but now. 
This is the but now. Because once you become in relationship with Jesus, then it's the but now of pursuit of his face. The pursuit of his face. Jesus is so good. And I love, I love that when you get closer to him, you understand more so about his heart over your life. When you get close to Jesus, you start to realize, man, he is obsessed with Elijah Tyrone Hollis. He's obsessed with Leticia. He's obsessed with Mike. He's obsessed with Heather. He's obsessed with you. And when you realize that when you come into him, you understand, wow, Jesus, you, you almost can't even say anything else, but God, thank you. Thank you for making me through you and for you. That when I'm in relationship with you and I'm just sitting in your presence, I'm in my living room or my, my bedroom or on the roof, God, you are there because you are, I, I'm made for you. And when I get in that space of being intimate with him and in love with him, he reconciles me. I get in partnership with the gospel and say, Lord, I wanna work this thing out so that I become more like you, a spotless bride. A spotless bride. You were created through him and you were created for him. Hallelujah. I believe that God is gonna do a complete work in you. He's not done. He's not done. And what, what you are pursuing right now, what you're going after, and maybe God has spoken a word over you and you haven't seen the fruit of it. You haven't seen the fruition of it. Let me just speak over you. But now, God wants to continue a work in you. Continue, continue. It's a day-by-day process. Um, I want to look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18. This blows my mind. In verse 18, it says, all this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sin against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. And verse 20 says, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as through God we're making his appeal through us We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. And then verse 21, this is is a shocker. And this is the gospel all wrapped up. It says, God made him, Jesus, who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him, we might become the righteousness of God. Woo! So, Jesus, who was without sin, and the Bible says that he was tempted in every way. Now, none of us can say that, that we were tempted in every way. We're tempted in some things, right? You might have a thing the enemy tries to pull on or try to get you to, but Jesus was tempted in every way, yet didn't have sin. There was no sin in him. And yet God made him sin on the tree. When he carried that cross and he died on Calvary, he became our sin. He became my sin. He became your sin. He became everything that was wrong with humanity. Everything he became on the tree. 
In that moment when he became sin, you know what he did? He took everything that could come against your future, your butt now, your righteousness in Christ. He took it and he nailed it to the tree. And he not only nailed it to the tree, he died and then he, the power of Christ rose him from the dead. And that resurrection is the same resurrection power that's alive in your reconciliation process. That you can come alive in Christ in the fullness and purity of Christ. You say, Elijah, I'm so far beyond purity. You don't know where I've been or what I've done. Can I tell you, Jesus paid the price. He became that sin that you're, you're so shameful about. He became it and overcame it so that you could get over it. Okay, he, he not only died on the cross, but he rose again in that resurrection power is alive in your reconciliation process that you become like Christ. And this is what he's doing in the church. He's bringing us into where he created us through him, but he's showing the world he created the church for him, that they become the righteousness of Christ. We become the righteous ones of God. Now, what does that look like in your life? To become the righteousness of God. I mean, everywhere you go, you are the righteousness of Christ. You know what the righteousness of Christ means? It literally means to be caught up in his righteousness. Some people think it's like, oh, I, well, I'm never gonna be perfect, so I'm never gonna be righteous. But that's not what it's saying at all. It's saying that we're caught up in his righteousness, that Jesus paid it all, right? He, he was sin so that you could be without. He was broken so that you could be whole. He was the the unrighteous, disgusting dirt and filth of your life so that you could come into new garments of praise. That's why we can sing songs. That's why we can praise him from a place of holiness because we're caught up in the righteousness of Christ. Now, this is a process that we're all on. Nobody has arrived. This is a process. This is why we do life together, right? Because I sharpen you, you sharpen me. I figure out, man, how are you becoming the righteousness of God? What are you doing in your life? How are you pursuing your calling? What are you doing to go after what God has placed on you? And I'm sharp and I'm like, wow, I got to get my act together. I got to get my heart in, in alignment with Christ. When you know him more, you become more like him. And the peace that's in you all of a sudden becomes something that I can obtain. Because I see the peace of Christ. I see the righteousness of God in you. It's the fullness of Christ. You might be a mom. You might be a dad. You might be a, a boss. You might be a friend. You might be an employer or an employee. You hold the righteousness of Christ. And you know what that does to your world? It affects it. This is why we're made for him, is so that we can affect the world like him. Because when you become like your father, when you become like Jesus, all of a sudden, that child that you're raising, all of a sudden, those fellow peers that you're studying with or hanging out with, all of a sudden, the workers that work for you, they see the image of Christ in you. And now, when I love my son or I love my daughter or I love my wife or I love my employees, All of a sudden now, I'm loving not with my love, with the righteousness of Christ. And that changes everything. Because the law brings death, but the spirit brings life. So when I'm caught up in the spirit, I'm breathing life. Hey, get you some life here. It's on tap. 
Why? I'm tapped in. Because I was made through him, but I was made for him. I'm dwelling with him all day long because I'm for him. It's the reason I live is to be for Christ. Say, hey, what do you want, lover? What do you want, father? You're my everything. I'm all for you. That's all I do is love you and cherish you and adore you and praise you. And when I get this right, all of a sudden when I come in, I give life because the spirit of God is in me, the righteousness of Christ. He was nailed to the cross so we didn't have to be. He was nailed to the cross so you didn't have to live in shame. So you don't have to live your whole Christian life. Oh, man, my sin, and I'm so terrible. No, he nailed to the cross so you could stand up and say, I'm caught up in who God is. Praise God, I was there, but now. Praise God, I have a past, but now I got purpose. Praise God, I was there, yes, but let me show you the path to righteousness. It's getting in the face of Christ because I was made for him, for him. For him. This week, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you watching online. Get in his presence and be for him. This starts in the morning. It starts your first moment you wake up to just say, oh, I see you. I mean, think about it. When I wake up and I roll over and my wife's awake, the first thing out of my mouth, what? Good morning. How are you? Why? I'm aware. She's there. I was just like, yeah, just ignore and just walk out. Be rude, be weird. <laughs> You're like, what is wrong with you? No, I'm aware. And, and if we become a body that's aware, you wake up, you know, Holy Spirit, oh, I love you. Oh, Jesus, I love you today. Woo! Go downstairs, get your coffee. Oh, thank you, God, for caffeine. <laughs> oh, dear Heavenly Father, I, you know I wouldn't survive without it. I need the, the two C's, Christ and caffeine. Thank you, Lord, for caffeine. And you get your caffeine. And then you go to work. And you walk in, and that, that person's there. He's waiting for you. Christ, ooh, thank you for your peace. Ooh, thank you for your patience. Thank you for your strength that I can not only endure, but God, I can release your presence here. That child is just, ooh, you're about to pull your hair out, you know? Stop the car, pull it over, you know? Something's going down. In that moment, God, thank you that you loved me in my sin. You loved me when I was dirty, when I was speaking against you, when I didn't care about you. You loved me there. Thank you for the grace that I'm able to give this child. You got that friend going on and on and on about the problems. and Thank you, God, for your wisdom. I can listen. I can show them the Christ love. It's all day long. It's everything we do. Everything is for him. And when we get that right, and everyone around us becomes something that we can pour into and release and show the path to God. Because he's coming back for us. And in that moment, nothing else will matter. All that will matter is how much you pursued him, how much you pursued him. Because in that pursuit, then you get the, all the other pursuits right, right? Well, that's why he says, seek first, what? The kingdom of God. If you get that right, that pursuit right, all the other pursuits come. They come right. They come into alignment. When you pursue Christ first, then money won't be a master, right? The material items, they won't own you. Right? That relationship won't be the thing your life is set on. You know, uh, when you get Christ right, when you get his kingdom first, all the other things follow. 
All the other pursuits make sense. All the other uh, annoyances of life become opportunities for you to plant seed, right? Because we're in alignment with being for him, for him. I want to just uh, turn on some worship music, and I'm, I'm going to pray today just to set the, the, the motion in our hearts of saying, Christ, we are for you. And sometimes in these moments when we get, when we read the word and it, it kind of reads us, you know, you're like, ooh, yeah, that was good. I've read that 50 billion times, and ooh, that's something that just unveiled, you know. It's amazing how Holy Spirit does that, but in that moment, it's good for us to respond, you know. And so I want to encourage you today that as, as we just pray, I just, the spirit of God is here. And so I just want to pray and, and, and get in alignment with him. Maybe you just need to like set in motion. Hey, Christ, I'm for you. I'm for you. It's like asking, a, well, for some of us, but it's like asking a girl out, you know? I had to pursue Ashley. And it was funny, actually, the first time we pursued, I was like, hey, Ashley, I really want to date you. And so I think it'd be amazing to get into a courtship and all stuff because I, you know, I read the book, I Kissed Dating Goodbye. So I'm like, I wanted a courtship and all this stuff. And she, she was like, um, yeah, I mean, that'd be cool. Like we, we could talk about it. And I was like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I was so confused. And we had like many conversations later to like, let her know I was, I was about her. I was really about her. And I, I didn't want her leaving without, you know, sealing the deal, making sure that we were a thing. But the same thing with Christ is when we come into him, it's like saying, okay, Christ, I want to be for you. Like all my life, it's just dedication. It's coming into a union. It's coming to a unity saying, Christ, I want to be for you in my life. And maybe some of you today need to do that. You just need to make a commitment to Christ. Say, I am for you. And then let him search you. Take a couple minutes and just worship before him. Those of you who are online, hey, thank you so much for watching. I encourage you, take a moment today and do that. Would you just set a time in your living room, in your kitchen right now and just pursue him. Make that declaration to say, Christ, I am for you. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.